Welcome in everybody back to another episode of Dom. That's true. Of course, I am one of your hosts, the Steen Machine, Truman Steen, found on Twitch and Twitter by that name. And as all as always, I'm joined by my very handsome co-host, Owen Domination7. Dom, Owen, how's it going? What's up, baby? It's almost draft time, man. Absolutely. And you remembered to unmute the mic. Let's fucking I go, know. my guy. Baby steps. Baby We're off steps. to a hot start. Oh, what do we got this episode, Owen? What do you? What? What? what what's the plan? What's the schmooze? Dude, we got you know? a lot to talk about. The, all of our sports teams. There's there's news happening. All all three of them that matter right now for us. That would be the Chiefs, Royals, and Islanders. All with some great and very interesting news. And you know, maybe sneak in a little bit of K State baseball. But you know, maybe. Sure, you can certainly sneak in some K State baseball. I might not, but you certainly could. Uh, welcome everybody into Dom. That's true. Uh, the top hockey and health sports podcast on, uh, Twitch and Spotify for everybody listening on, uh, Spotify, Apple podcast. There's just not many, you know, I'm not going to lie to you guys, but <laughs> we're very excited. We're going to, as Owen said, we're going to talk Islanders We're as always. And then we'll talk, uh, Royals and chiefs. And, uh, you know, we got a top five, got a good top five, top five chiefs draft picks. Ooh, that's a tough one. That's. That'll be an interesting. That was a, that was like a sports trivia question where you had to go and check. Like, wait, who was drafted by the Chiefs? Wait, who wasn't drafted by the Chiefs? Uh, right. Full disclosure: Owen was asking me earlier in the day. He said, "He said, I don't know. What, what, what do you think some of the great Chiefs draft picks were?" I was like, "Oh, you know, I don't know. Trent Green, Joe, Joe Montana, <laughs> uh, Priest Alex, Holmes, what? Alex Smith. Man, all those guys. Really great Chiefs <laughs> draft picks. <laughs> of course, all of them starting somewhere else. But." Yeah, well, that's like, kind of weird to think about. You know, I didn't really think about it. Alex Smith and Joe Montana both starting with the Niners. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, well, you know, you want to hear a weirder thing kind of related to that, but not related to the Chiefs? Huh. Is that the the Denver Broncos have never won a Super Bowl without a quarterback who was drafted by the Colts first. Uh. So that was kind of funny when everybody was uh, talking about if Andrew Luck was to ever come back, that he should go to the Denver Broncos. Everybody was like, well, the Denver Broncos need a quarterback. They should kick the tires on Andrew Luck. And then somebody pointed out that, well, hey, you know, the thing about that is, and you're like, oh, my. Well, yeah, it's because it's cause freaking what's-his-face up there in Denver is, like, the worst GM ever. Finally stepped down last year. Holy shit. Yeah, John Elway. Yeah, not not great. But when you win a couple of Super Bowls as the quarterback, it, I guess that's what it earns you. Uh, let's get in. like a life. It's kind of like a lifetime contract kind of situation, you know, where like, yeah, if you're the Broncos, you can't really kick him out. Like, right. He, he's kind of had to fire himself and whatnot. It's also, it's all weird. It's all more reason to just not hire your coaches. I mean, not hire former players as coaches or not right. without like experience otherwise, you know, because right. that was the weird part of it is they just don't have any experience otherwise, but there's, there's plenty of examples of that in the Premier League. But we need to get started. Right, 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 right. Um, so we'll kick it off with a bit, little bit of the Isles Week in Review. Again, this is a packed show, and the Isles had a bad week, so we'll kind of cruise through this section a bit. True. Uh, but the Islanders, sadly, one and two since, technically since we last talked. And that one game was during last week's show. It was against the New York Rangers. They won 6-1. We were talking about how much of a devastating lo- uh, win it was. And then, of course, they've had uh, a heartbreaking loss and a devastating loss both to the Washington Capitals. We were talking about how the winner of the series would probably, you know, if any, if if either of these two teams was going to win the division, it'd be the winner of this series, and it ain't going to be the Islanders. 
Yeah, it doesn't look like it. I think I think we'll have to accept that. Uh, they're still probably a playoff team, but they could be the four seed. I mean, these these Bruins could make a run at it, and it could get. I mean, the Islanders I mean, could sneakily drop down to four. Yeah, and we talked about it. No matter what, they just can't play the Penguins in the first round. Right, That's the rule. Truman, I, I have to tell you, the Rangers are also going to probably move up two more points tonight, bring within five. The Islanders don't pull a point out of this somehow. Uh, I mean, it might be time to get a little bit worried. The Islanders have a game in hand on the Rangers, and they're up seven points. I, I'm not that concerned about it. And they're tied with the Buffalo Sabers going into go, at the end of the second period. So oh, wait, they're tied. Yeah, with the Buffalo Sabers. I literally, Sabres. that's so funny. I, I had the ticker up, and I was like, they're losing a one. <laughs> they gave up a goal in the last thirty seconds. All right, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. That's so what I like to see. So yeah, they're tied with the Buffalo Sabers right now, uh, but. I'm not worried they'll miss the playoffs, but I am just uh, kind of slightly worried about them. Again, two pretty bad losses. But as we said, you know, it doesn't really matter because no matter what, you get to play these teams again. So, And no matter what, you have to think about it like this team is doing what it's doing without Anders Lee. Like, once again, I, I know that, you know, we, it keeps coming up. But this is like, you know, uh, a Patrick Mahomes-type injury for, for the Islanders. It really is. Anders Lee is, you know the best player, if not the best player, the second best player on the team. And right. marginally so, the second best player. Like, right. it's, so, it's just a very devastating injury that the Islanders have honestly responded to really well. Right, so not having them is just kind of a wash, honestly. It's, you know, right. you're upset, but it isn't the end of the world. Um, right. All that being said, uh, I, I don't know. Is there is there much more that we need to add on the Islanders? I know we've got a lot to talk about with Kansas City Unless Sports this really week. Unless you really want to dig into, like, the shootout but uh i mean you know again that yeah the one the overtime loss that so we lost the they lost the second game of the series six to three the first game of the series they lost one oh technically they lost in a shootout uh i think it's always somebody's got to lose in a shootout and if we're gonna if we're being really 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 honest with ourselves the islanders have won a lot of overtime games this year which is rare and then They've also – I don't remember the last time before t- before this week that they've lost a shootout. Yeah. Like, I assume like, against like the Penguins. To... I think they lost one to the Penguins, but – Yeah, they were definitely due for an overtime loss. Right. Yeah, so is it a heartbreaker? Kind of, but not really. Right. Yeah, no, totally with you. Uh, does it suck to lose that game? Yeah. Is it sustainable to win – 11 out of 12 or something crazy overtimes with shootouts something stupid like we've had a well it's, it's definitely not 11 out of 12 but it's a ridiculously high number to like one or two losses right yeah so again i'm not ringing any bells i'm not freaking out uh the islanders probably won't win the division but that's nothing to freak out over that was always kind yep. of that was never we're, a given yeah we were saying it last a week given. uh we think that the team that wins and escapes the playoffs from this division has a really good shot at winning the title, and that still holds true. It's, it's a super tough division, and the playoffs for this division are going to be epic. Right, absolutely. Uh, so let's move into around the league. Um, the Minnesota Wild, or sorry, not sorry. I, 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 wow, oh no, oh no, I've I've given up myself here for a second. Wait, no. <laughs> The St. Louis Blues have moved into the fourth place spot in the West because, of course, they have. Of course. <laughs> because nobody wants to get <laughs> wants to be in that fourth spot in the West apparently, and uh, the flavor of the week this week is the St. Louis Blues. Congrats to them. 
uh, being four and five in their last four five and one in their last ten games, finally making that push up to it or five and five. Sorry, five and five. But Jeez, yeah. uh, the other two Coyotes teams there two are and eight. two oh and eight. Gosh. Yeah, and then two seven and one. So maybe we're starting to see the Blues kind of pull away. They do have three games in hand over the Coyotes, two games in hand over the Sharks. They're one point up on the Coyotes and they're four point five points up on the Sharks. Man, the Sharks fell apart. Holy shit, man. Yeah, that's, I, mean, I think that's the most upsetting part is the Sharks, uh, you know, we were like, oh, maybe the Sharks make a push here. You know, we had our we had our buddy Chase on here uh, earlier in the year to talk about the Sharks and all that and get everybody hyped up yeah. about them. And then they lost eight in a row. <laughs> and yeah, that I was mean, that. You, you really hate to see it, but I think the more interesting thing about this is that the West has three teams that have locked up a playoff spot. The rest of the league has one locked up playoff spot. Yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes. Have now locked up their spot. We're at, well, because technically everybody else in the league can drop out of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean we're we're coming up on it. You know, six games left after five games left after today for the Islanders. Six, four games left for the Bruins. I think it's fifty-four if I remember correctly. We do this every yeah. every week. Um, but um, so I mean, you're you're coming up. You're coming up on starting to get shut out. So well, Truman, uh, seven games left for that. After today, I thought fifty-four. They were talking fifty-four, right? They're uh, playing. They're get, They're playing game forty-nine today, right now. Yeah, it's fifty-six games. Season. Is it fifty-six? Okay. Yeah. All right. We do this every week. So yeah, seven games left. So you're starting to see those teams start to get eliminated. Um. Yeah. What is it? Because fifth place couldn't catch the Minnesota Wild because they, if they won every single game. They'd get 14 points, and the 14 points would only take them up to 61. So that would put them yep. lower than the Minnesota Wild 65 points, and then everybody else is above that in that Western Division. That is kind of fun. The Ottawa Senators, still technically not knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, New Jersey Devils, Columbus Blue Jackets, and Detroit Red Wings have all been kicked out. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks, probably your next – sorry, well – the Ottawa Senators or the Canucks. Well, the Canucks won't be eliminated for a while. Senators should be your next team that gets eliminated. And then probably the Sharks. Well, no, probably not the Sharks. Probably probably the Blackhawks next. But all that being said, we're starting to get to the end of the season, so you're starting to see some of those things lock up. Uh, but, yeah, nobody's locked up in the East, North, or the North. Uh, the Central has the Carolina Hurricanes locked up and – the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche and the Minnesota Wild have all locked up in the West. Yep. But very interesting. I'm so actually kind of surprised that we're still rolling. Did around. you see that Truman? The, what we said about the stars is happening. They're, uh... I have that. I have that written. I have that written in my uh, in my notes. It says, uh, mm. "Dars Dallas Stars making a push." And then I and I in asterisks I put eyes emoji because <laughs> mm. I'm an adult. That that's good. Eyes emoji. I, eyes no, emoji. That is, a, that is an emoji. eyes emoji moment if I've ever seen one. It's for good sure. emoji. Yeah, it's good I emoji. mean, yeah, stars seven and one over their last ten, uh, seven one and two over their last ten. That's a lot of points there. Mm-hmm. So, and God damn it, uh, I refuse to give up on the Canucks. I still think the Canucks can make a push. I'm still holding out for them. That'll be my team. If they make it to the playoffs, I'm cheering for the Canucks just because I told everybody to go maybe well, maybe mean, bet on. Them. I didn't tell everybody six, to go bet on the Canucks, but I said six maybe. Six games in hand. I mean, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? I mean, Why with not? The rest of that division just floundering all over the place. Ten points Why? back, five games in hand. You know, obviously you got to win them all, but somebody's got to win them. You know. Yeah, 
Why not us? Why not? Why not? Why not the Canucks? Uh, I don't, is there anything else that we want to add? Uh, the The Philadelphia Flyers are not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I feel comfortable saying that. Uh, and I'm pretty comfortable saying the Rangers aren't going to make playoffs either uh, for the other teams in the Eastern Division. Yeah, the Rangers uh, do have an absolute doozy of the last five games. Bruins, yeah. Bruins, Caps, Caps, Islanders, Islanders. Yeah, and I think the Islanders, after they're done with the Caps, that's it for playoff teams, right? Yeah, I believe so. I believe that's correct. Let me double check on you real quick. Yeah. yeah. After, oh, yeah, one, more, one more game against Boston. But the Islanders could still make that push. You got two against, New York, two against the Rangers, two against the Sabres, and two against the Devils. The bottom feeders of the... Well, not the bottom yeah. feeders. I guess Philadelphia is technically more of a bottom feeder than the Rangers, barely. But and you did rob the Devils of two of their best players. Right. So, meh, you know, maybe. This was this was definitely the hardest stretch that the Islanders had remaining was these three games against Washington. And they can't afford to get swept. But they might. Yeah, and, and remember, like I said last week, I said they can legitimately afford to take only one point from the series. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's... Never say never, never say die with these with these Islanders teams. Uh, it's any it's, it's still any team in the Eastern Division's uh, chance to win it. I mean, well, besides the Rangers or the Flyers. Any of the top four teams could still win this division. Uh, the Bruins have an uphill climb, but, you know, I still, uh, you know, technically they're not out of it. They're only seven points back. You've got seven, seven games left to play. That's not unheard of, you know. But, yeah, I'm with you, buddy. All that being said, I think we're starting to see some of these playoff pushes wrap up, and then we get to talk playoff hockey, which is very fun. Woo! And then once yeah, the Islanders are eliminated, we'll talk about playoff hockey every other week, maybe. Because <laughs> 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 we'll be ready, getting you ready for the Chiefs playoff, uh, or the Chiefs season <laughs> after that point. But oh, we'll be, oh, uh, but honestly, this might turn into a Royals, a Royals podcast. Handlers Reed is in chat. Hey, how are you doing, Handlers Reed? Uh, but... That kind of wraps us up for around the league. I gave him, actually gave Handlers Reed bad advice today. I told him to bet on uh, Jorge Soler to hit a home run. And he hit it to the warning track, but didn't get out. Actually, yeah. nobody's hit a home run in the Royals game today. It's been kind of sad. Um, yeah, they're currently down 1-2 to two as well. Right, this game could go to extras. You never know. Um, yeah, especially with the scrappy Royals. So, but they only have three outs left to get another run. So. That is true also. But that kind of wraps it up here. We have talked about it. Oh, wait. Before we get into the hockey stuff, I mean, before we get into the other sports, we do need to talk about our weekly segments. Yep. <laughs> uh, some would say it would be a regal podcast. Yes, if we t- became talking about the Royals, this would become very regal. Uh, oh, and Truman, I say the Royals have been performing magnificent. Indubitably. Owen, do you have a hockey term of the week for us? I do. Once again, just like last week, I am going to keep it short, but I can't believe I hadn't talked sooner um and this is something that comes up like probably every single hockey game uh, mm-hmm. and that would be something called the five hole and you, people might be saying what's the five hole well it's actually the space underneath the goalie in between his legs is known as the five hole. don't i personally don't know why it's called the five hole i believe because the one above left shoulder is one right shoulder is two under the blocker is three under the stick is four and the space in between the legs, rounding out the five holes, you can shoot it past a goalie, is the five hole. And it is something that will come up every game. You, the announcer will say, oh, he was aiming for five hole. He was looking five hole there. Uh, 
that shot went through the five hole. Five it's hole. very common, and if you don't know what that means, you are going to be lost when they're saying that. So now you know. The five hole, the space underneath the goalie's legs, the right. five hole. Technically, everything everything has a, has a hole. Technically, everything has a number. There's a one hole, a two hole, three hole, four hole. Uh, this is this is uh, worthless for everybody listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, one hole would be over one of the shoulders. Two holes over the, over the yep. other shoulder. Under the arms is your three and four holes. Yep, stick side, blocker side, yep. Yep, and then five hole would be between the legs. Yes. But, Vital hockey knowledge that I hadn't gone over yet, so now you know. There you go. Yeah, people... But people, nobody's ever going to say, well, you put him in the one hole. Nobody's, nobody's yeah, no one says that. that. Maybe there's probably a designation of sorts and some stats you look at or whatever, but that does not come up very often. Uh, apologies correct. to everybody listening before. You guys, I, uh, Owen was a little quiet. I had to bump him up a bit on, but that's, uh, that's on me. Mm. Uh, but before, but I'm glad I got you bumped up for the hockey, for the hockey term of the week. Uh, which, which I guess puts it on me for the hot hockey team of the week. And I actually have, uh, the Minnesota wild. I kind of already tipped my hat. I meant to not talk about them at all during the around the league segment. And of course I, the first thing I out of my (laughs) mouth in the around the league segment was the Minnesota wild are really good. And I'm like, mother did it again. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, the Minnesota wild did lock up a playoff spot this week. They, uh, have moved up to 65 points. Betting on Manny Machado isn't bad. Oh, nice. Oh, oh, sorry, uh, sorry. I'm reading reading chat. Uh, but the Minnesota Wild are our hot hockey team of the week. They have won seven straight, and it would be unfair for me to go the Golden Knights two weeks in a row. I would have felt bad about it, but the Golden Weeks, the Golden Knights haven't lost a game either. They are on a nine game win streak, and Sheesh. are the best team in hockey. And but the Minnesota Wild are at sixty five points. You know, five points behind them behind those Golden Knights. And are also kind of making a bit of a push. I mean, they are at 65 points. They are only a point back from the Avalanche. And if they keep winning, you know, again, there's eight eight games left for those teams. Or, no, sorry. Nine games left for those teams. I'm good at math. Uh, yeah. So anything could really happen there. So I've got to tip my hat to the Minnesota Wild. Again, the Golden the Golden Knights deserve a shout-out. They are also still doing very well. But this week, I'll mix it up. I'll give it to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, I think that's fair, man. Geez. I mean, that, that division is so dominant. We said, you know, the East has a chance to, to win it, but I think it's between the East and the West, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't. the Central has some pretty good teams, too. The Hurricanes, the Florida Panthers, the the Tampa Bay Lightning ain't nobody ain't nothing I to scoff at over there either. I'm genuinely excited for this hockey playoff. It's going to be so much different, and I don't know. I just really like this playoff. I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, like yeah. when you just, I'm just also really hoping for that Stanley Cup rematch to happen. I, uh, come on, Stars. Make that push, please. I want to see it. Oh, they're I making see the Stanley Cup rematch in the first Well, but now, the, first but now the, the Lightning have fallen back to third place in the division. But they're only three points back. So anything could happen still. And hopefully those teams have to play each other down the stretch. I mean, you know, just for good hockey's sake. Yes. I just want to see it. All right. It's not It's not too much to ask. Just help, help me out here. Yep. Uh, well, that'll kind of wrap it up for... The uh, hockey, or I guess for the 
yeah, I guess for all the hockey stuff. Let's move into some other sports. Uh, let's talk. Oh, wait. No, sorry. We are the top hockey and health podcast. I almost always That's do correct. this. I don't know how I always forget about the second half of our podcast. But uh, <laughs> we need to do a little health week in review. Owen, Owen, how was your health week? So uh, I got my second COVID vaccination today. So oh, okay. your boy's officially uh, vaccinated. And I, as you saw on Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter, um, all the homies beware. I'm coming for those smooches now because yeah. I'm fully vaccinated. We can, we can so, both kiss the homies goodnight. We're both fully vaccinated yeah. now. This is a there fully vaccinated podcast. Not not 25%, not 50%, not one, not two, not, not no three, <laughs> but four. Four vaccines have been given to this uh, podcast. Obviously, Owen, you still have to wait the two weeks. You know, it's... That's true. Right. Exactly. And and uh, I always, you know, I think I have, uh, I think I still have another week to go, but very well on our way to immunity i mean and, and again oh, those, yes. those last couple of weeks are to push it from 86 to 94 percent but right uh yeah still a good reminder to wait the two weeks don't just start smooching people yet just get wait and give yourself those extra percentages if you can avoid it uh i'm actually unfortunately i'm actually going out of town this weekend so but that was playing way before i knew when i was getting my covid vaccinations so I'm glad that I've already got them both knocked out of the way. But yeah, this is a, yeah, let's, I, I, I think, I think I speak for Owen and me. I think, I, I think it's safe to say here that this is a, a we're a pretty pro vaccine podcast here. Oh yeah. I mean, I, we I'm don't get political very often. Intellectual, so. Right. We don't get very often, we don't get very political here often, but what I will say is that uh, this shouldn't be, I don't think it should be political, but yeah, we're a pro, no, uh, yeah, pro vaccine podcast here. Listening to the CDC shouldn't be political. I'm sorry. Yeah, and both both vaccines, both both Moderna and Pfizer, up to ninety eight percent effective on most strands. So, pretty good, pretty good stuff there. Um, well, that's a great health week in review, Owen. Honestly, that's a great that's a great start to it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I've I've been raining in my eating a bit. I need to keep on the grind. Had a salad yesterday for lunch. Big moves, big Ooh. moves, and oh. and honestly, we were talking about we were talking about this on. Uh, I was talking about this with my girlfriend, but we were talking about how I feel like once I'm back in the office and once I'm back in a groove, because obviously I'm moving back to Kansas City in late June. I'll be in the office yep. when I move to the Kansas City. Uh, sorry, someone asked for our thoughts on Wendy's salad. Owen, do you have thoughts on Wendy's salads? Uh, I have not had a salad have from that not establishment. Had, I have not had a salad from Wendy's. It's apparently their favorites. You know what? Worth a shot. I have a I'm really good shot. We actually have a good local pizza place here down here in Albuquerque called Dion's, and they actually make really good salads. So I always go get their Ooh. Caesar salads. It's always good. All right. But yeah, Caesar salad's a good one for sure. Yeah, but I was talking about I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and I think that by the time that we're back in the office, when I come home, it'll be much more likely that I'll be willing to cook for myself and take leftovers as uh <laughs> uh on uh during lunch and stuff uh but yeah it's it's good i mean i i'm feeling better once we're back at the office i think we'll get into a better health week and review i think we'll have sure. a lot more stuff you. and then owen can come oh, over to my new apartment health, complex quick, and work out hit the gym speaking of health our work gave out these comically large water bottles that are like have a tracker on it for how much you should drink for the day 
like they have some like really dumb sayings like it's like good morning hydrate yourself remember your goal keep chugging feeling awesome don't give up almost finished and you did it this is like a uh like an 80 ounce water bottle it's just absolutely way too big to have been given to us as an office gift but yeah like like as big as my head it's just an absolutely obscene amount of water but apparently that's how much you're supposed to drink in a day so i've been doing that that's how much you're supposed to that's how much water you're supposed to drink in a day how many ounces is it men are supposed to drink around like 100 ounces jesus jesus i should be drinking more water that's what i'm learning and apparently uh yeah it, it like heightens your metabolism when you drink water when you drink that much water because your body's like processing it and flushing it out so good way to lose weight apparently <laughs> owen uh sorry uh, the, the the chat is getting oddly political, but uh, Owen, people are asking for your thoughts on balls. On balls? Yes. Hell yeah. Okay, awesome, awesome. End of statement. There's no further comments <laughs> no, on balls. No explanation needed. Everybody understood what he said there. Uh, let's move on to another sports topic here. Uh, we teased at the top of the show. Let's talk about the Royals for just a second. Owen, are the Royals for real? Uh, I'm going to say yeah. I don't care really? what Twitter says. There's Stop. only been one Period. other time. End. End of sentence. Yeah. Royals are free. There's only one other time. The last time they were 14 and 7, they won the World Series. So, I mean, and, and then you can you can say all you like, oh, they've been playing these these teams, but when they when they were playing those trash teams in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, they lost. Right. They lost those games because they were bad. And good, you know what good teams do, Truman? They win one run game. They close them out. And this is, you know, eerily similar to the Royals of 2015 where they weren't scoring a whole heck of a lot of runs, but they were moving runners over with speed, and then they had a bullpen that can close it out. And this Royals bullpen, you know, with two of the same pieces, uh, ironically enough, from 2014 and 2015, but some of the new guys, Josh Stalmont, uh, Zuber, like, these dudes just throw gas. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's incredible how just similar this uh, – Sorry, this team is. And unfortunately, the Royals actually just lost to the Pirates. So I believe we are no longer the best team in baseball, technically. Yeah, but I was going to tell you I, that. <laughs> I do think that the uh, this Royals team is for real. Uh, I mean, yeah, Scott Barlow, Jacob Junis. The, the, our pitching is really good. Danny Duffy, you know, is in line for a Cy Young right now because he's just throwing heat. Um, and as long as we can get Jorge Soler back to where he should be, and then Salvi just keeps being the best batting catcher in baseball. We're gonna be okay. <laughs> that's that's fair. Sorry, I had to go grab this. Somebody in the chat mentioned that the Royals don't have any purple in their color scheme. And might I might I show you the Royals K State night at the K with the Royals purple hat? <laughs> Sorry to yeah. show somebody that. Uh, <laughs> Where's my hat? Should have. But yeah, I I. What I'll tell you is that uh, what I'll tell you is that the Royals have a an opportunity here in the month of May. Uh, the May is normally the Royals' worst month, and we will see them play 21 games against division opponents. And if they're above 500 at at the end of that, I will say that the Royals have a legitimate playoff chance. If the Royals are in the lead of the division after after the month of May still, I think the Royals have to become the favorites to win the division at that point. Obviously, we're two months into the salad. 
uh, two, into the south. Sorry, I'm reading. I'm reading chat again. Obviously, we're two months into the season at, at the end of May, and they'll be in the they're in the lead of the division after two months. So that's pretty important. But I just wanted to say that it is important to uh, keep them. It's it's important to see what happens after this week of after the after this month of May, week of May, and sure, then I'll be yeah, ready so, to yeah, reassess. So. I'm with you, and and I'm always a firm believer, and you know you've heard me say this before. Uh, a win goes in the win column, whether it's by a lot or by a little, it still goes in the win column. So, I mean, yeah, do I think that a lot of these wins are against bad teams? Yeah, for sure. But a, a win counts, <laughs> no, no matter which team you're playing. But yeah, you make you bring some uh, valid points. I am very interested in what the Royals are going to look like after the, uh, this tough stretch coming up. Yeah, I I'm excited for them. I hope they I, I hope they do do well. I hope they do make that push. Yeah, and I think they've got a shot. Like, yeah. like for the reasons I was li- uh, listening earlier, the pitching is just solid. If and the starters can get just a tiny bit better, well, will be great. Well, and you get to add Raul Mondesi, or sorry, not no longer Alda Alda Alberto Mondesi whenever he comes Adelberto back. Alberto Mondesi, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be that. I mean, that'll be exciting. I think the Royals can only get better. You obviously replace Nicky Lopez with Mondesi, and hopefully he's the Mondesi of that everybody wants him to be. So it's uh, it's exciting. I and, yeah, and you know, and then we're just waiting for Bobby Witt to get called up. You know, at that point. Oh. <laughs> then your eight Basically. nine hitters are Bobby Witt and Al, 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 Al Alberto Mondesi. So. Adalberto, man. That's what I said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, that is it for the Royals. Again, we'll have more to talk about there, honestly. But for now, I don't think there's much to say about the Royals other than I think they are – I think you think they're legitimate. I think they have I mean, a serious shot of being legitimate for sure. <laughs> I don't know if I'm quite ready enough. to say that they're legitimate, but they certainly have a real shot. It hurts to losing to the Pirates, but the Pirates are also overachieving by everyone's standards. So, uh, Yeah. That being said, let's talk. The other Kansas City team that we teased also at the beginning of the show is uh, Chiefs draft questions. Do you, do you have a, what? What are what are the Chiefs' biggest questions going into this draft, and what are their biggest needs? Uh, linebacker, 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 and linebacker are the places that I want the Chiefs to target this offseason. Um, so I know that's a lot of selection there, but if I think they should, that's a lot of linebacker. positions. That's a lot of positions to cover. Uh, yeah, so, probably be safe I mean, to go linebacker. we've got safety 100% covered up. Juan Thornhill, you know, as much as you hate to say it, uh, Sorensen as well as Honey Badger. That's a solid three-man rotation for, for safety. And then we've got corners in Legereus Need, Charverius Ward, that are doing well. And I, I would like one more. Fenton. I would like one more defensive back. I will say that. I will say that while I'm it is – another corner. While, sure. while it's nice to have – the safety rotation. Uh, at the end of the day, Tyron Matthew is—he's a great safety, but he's not a—he's not a deep center field safety. Obviously, Juan Thornhill's your free safety. That's kind of just or your strong safety. That's a no. He's your free safety. That's kind of your deep center field that he you know can catch those lob passes, uh, cover over the top. And Tyron Matthew is just—he's more of your slot. He's a weird hybrid of slot corner strong safety. You know, he's very Eric Berry esque. That you put him yeah, up there, I mean, yeah. You ask taller, him to go play linebacker. Bru- if he was taller, everyone would call him a bruiser. But he's just a, he's mm. a, just a smaller, you know, uh, guy. But he still clocks people over the middle. So, are you looking? For, are you? 
and and people and people in the chat bring up good questions. Are you asking for? Are you asking about D end? Do you have questions about D end on the other side of Frank Clark? I I think they brought back they brought back. Was it is it Taco Charlton? Did they bring him back? Is that who, yes, who got resigned? Taco Charlton's very nice to have, but I am excited. I but I don't know if that solves the problem. But also Frank Clark's got, you know, <laughs> it's crazy that to think about how. It feels odd to say, but the contracts have kind of flown by that Frank Clark and the Honey Badger have signed. Obviously, Honey Badger I think has one more year left on it. There's they're going to talk. Yeah. They're going to talk extensions during this offseason. and Frank Clark only has two more years. And you're probably honestly, I don't think Chiefs fans will be thrilled about starting to talk about extensions. But, um, and yeah, I mean, I a lot of people are frustrated with the Chiefs for letting Turk Wharton walk, but uh, apparently they think they can get good value out of Taco Charlton. So. Yeah. And I mean, and with guys like Tim Ward on the on the practice squad that showed out against the Broncos, I mean the Chargers starters at the end of the year, I mean, you have to feel good about the the, the Chiefs front office at least at the very least they can fill fill in that last spot on the depth chart. I if if, if we're complaining about the last spot on the D end uh, depth chart, come on. Well, they didn't have that much production last year from the D end spot, so I can complain. They're solid. They're a top 20 defensive end that's all we need combination uh, in the league the entire season last year showed that that's literally all we need the one thing that can't happen is patrick mahomes can't get pressured on 60 percent of snaps if right. he doesn't get pressured on 60 percent of snaps the chiefs win the game every time right and obviously we're, we're we're ignoring the ginormous elephant in the room that the that the chiefs answered their biggest draft question in the in the last week by uh by trading for orlando brown there going you know I, I posted this on Twitter. I didn't realize how big of a fleece it was. Because I saw, you know, the Chiefs give up three draft picks for Orlando Brown and two draft picks. And at that point, you're like, damn, we gave up the first pick in the draft. I didn't know that the two picks that we got back were this year's second round pick and then like a sixth round pick next year, right? And I think it was a fifth. It was a, yeah, it's a fifth. And then the – no, no, I think we gave up our sixth next year and they gave up their seventh and second to us. And, and we gave up like one, and then was, three, and then four, and then six next year. We basically just like or like you're, I mean, we basically traded back like twenty spots. Like we got a second right. rounder, and that's why I posted that. That's I didn't understand that because I mean, at pick thirty one, everybody goes, "Oh, you're gonna trade around your th- trade away your first third first round pick again." And obviously, the Chiefs uh, in Br- Brett Veach's season since we've had him as the lead GM, as the as the GM, I guess. Sorry, but <clears throat> Brett Veach has had. One first round pick, right? Yeah, one, just one. Which is Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah. Which oh, jury's still out on that. I don't you know I think that's a fine pick. I I wasn't blown away by Clyde. I I feel like you might have been. You you seem to because we talked about this we talk about this every year. Everybody always talks about how bad uh, Brett Veach is at the draft. Because he's not great. What he's really good at is re signing free agents. And yeah. manipulating the cap. The one thing that John Dorsey, him and John Dorsey are the inverse of each other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. True. Bring John Dorsey back. Make him your scout or something. John Dorsey, John Dorsey, John Dorsey, John Dorsey was an amazing scout and yeah. uh, drafter. And Brett Veach does everything else really well. <laughs> I mean, but I'm not ready to say that. And but I know, but, but at the same time, it's hard to say if Brett Veach has had bad drafts because he's only had one first round pick. So I don't. 
I don't know. I'm just yeah. I mean, and, and I don't have too many complaints about Brett Beasley's draft. Yeah, a lot of them didn't work out. You know, famously, Breland Speaks is probably your most fail- famous pick that didn't work out. But out of all of those drafts, save 2018, 2019, and 2020, obviously have starters from those drafts that are still on the roster. But they are. Right. Well, so 20. 20- are you gonna say Juan, Hor- Juan Thornhill isn't a starter? Michael Hardman isn't a starter. I the McCole Hardman pick, people want to get mad at the McCole Hardman pick. I don't think you can get that mad at the, the McCole Hardman pick because the Tyreek Hill news broke draft night. So you had to draft Tyreek Hill's replacement because of because of the audio that KCTV five released was terrible. It was awful. It was as bad as it could possibly be. So they had to right. draft a speedster wide receiver. If you want to, if you want to know why the Chiefs didn't draft DK Metcalf and instead draft McCole Hardman, it's because they didn't think they were going to have Tyree Kill. Uh, and I don't know special teams. I don't, somebody mentioned. I mean, they asked how are the special teams. Honestly, special teams aren't incredible right now. They're not, but they're not bad. Dave Tobe's always always they're not got twenty ten Chargers bad. So who cares? Right. They've always. Yeah, special teams are good enough. They're not going to win us any games, but they're not going to lose us any games. McCole Hardman will bring back one every now and again. Uh, Byron Pringle. I'll put Byron Pringle back in the kickoff spot. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for, for fuck's sake, he needs, he needs to be starting wide receiver. But Yeah, maybe you're three. No, contract years are undefeated, Truman. This is contract Pringle season, dude. Well, Demarcus Robinson has something to say about contract year productivity oh know. he better he better or he's off the fucking team dude. demarcus Holy robinson's shit. been on a contract year season for the last three years and he's been the same demarcus robinson that we see every i don't year, know so. why we have him still i can't i can't i can't, I can't he's believe a great guy so he's a great guy yeah i but. i think every question mark everything that the chiefs need to draft has somebody is a need because you have a question about whoever they drafted before to fix that problem. So if you have a question about linebacker, if you think we want linebackers, absolutely. But if Willie Gay is your guy, if Willie Gay is going to be good, then you don't need to draft as many linebackers. A linebacker in the, in the third or fourth round is probably fine. A wide receiver, you know, if, if Byron Pringle steps up, you don't need a wide receiver. If they get a deal, I can't, I don't know if I can say this straight face because this would be insane. This would be oh, bonkers. If they get a deal done for Julio Jones or if <laughs> just Pringles, be, You know, right. honestly, though, is it really that out of the question? No, Julio it's Jones not. It's not. Playing for Atlanta, a sorry-ass organization ever since Kyle Shanahan left. Atlanta's looking Julio to move. Julio Jones, who's been a top-two wide receiver for three, four years, five years? Julio Jones? Man, Six gosh, years? Yeah, it's been a long time that he's been really good. He's been a top-two top receiver that whole time? Nothing to show for it. Barely even one division championship. He wants out. The issue is that really what the Chiefs could trade him is draft picks. And Julio Jones is going to have to be a post-June uh, 1st trade due to the cap. So it's probably a fever dream. Leaving but wouldn't right that now, be awesome, dude? I oh, mean, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? It would be incredible. Uh, did, uh, are we re-signing Le'Veon Bell, you think? Probably not, huh? No, he's gone. No, no shot. You have you have Daryl Williams and you have Clyde. If if they can't get it done, that's so then, funny, then dude. Daryl popped off. Daryl just popped off, earned himself a roster spot he's last great. year. He's uh he's he is really the Thomas Jones to uh Clyde Edwards Alaire's Jamal Charles, I feel like. Somewhat. Yeah, in, in in a much more tone. I think Daryl Williams is maybe better than Thomas Jones was. Or no, it wasn't God, who was the other running back? Was it that was who, Spencer Ware? Is that who it was with Thomas Jones? 
Spencer, I mean, was it Spencer, Spencer and Thomas covered Jones? for Jamal when Jamal went down. But it was like we had two good running backs that year. It was Thomas Jones and somebody else, and I can't remember who the other one was. Sharkhandrick West? I'll, I'll look it up when we're talking about other stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a solid one-two punch. I, th- I think, obviously, Clyde isn't he's, – he's just, he's just so small, man. He's never going to be a three-down back. And Daryl Williams is definitely your third down back. So, yeah. it's – yeah. And they have really good chemistry, so. Dang. So, Julio Jones has been a first or second team All-Pro. This comes from the chat. Every year since he uh, – that he has played more than four games in a season since he's been drafted. Shit. That's, that's crazy. That's I could see him coming to the Chiefs then, dude. Chiefs is once again creating a mega super dude, team. There's <laughs> no way. There's no way they keep letting the Chiefs get away with this. Uh, but yeah, maybe another young offensive lineman, some controllable talent. Obviously, Orlando Brown's gonna cost you if you do pay him. And they did just pay, you know, Joe Thune. Thune? Whatever, dude. Did we decide this? Yeah, Thune. Is it Thune. Whatever, dude. Veach can work the magic, bro. He's insane. I don't just know. Figure it out. I'm interested to see what Kyle Long does. I'm wondering what he's got left in the tank. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I think defensive back is. Uh, I, I would like to see one, one or two more added. You know, again, fourth or fifth round picks be fine. I'm fine with linebacker and DB. I just want a line, another linebacker. That's all I want. But maybe a DN. There's a lot of good points. Is Hitchens finally off our books? Is Hitchens done? No, Hitchens is still here. Mm. That's why you don't need two linebackers. Oh, Um, I don't like Anthony Hitchens. I know. Nobody does. Uh, But that'll kind of wrap it up for our Chiefs stuff. Actually, it won't. I would say I wrap it up for our Chiefs draft stuff. But uh, I guess this is actually a pretty smooth segue into our top five of the week. And, oh, and the top five of the week is top five players that the Kansas City Chiefs drafted. Or can, yeah. top five Kansas City Chiefs who were drafted by the Chiefs, I think is what it's going to come down to. I'm not going to do the weird stuff if there's somebody who got traded away from the Chiefs and popped off. I don't really remember. Nobody really comes to mind, but I'm sure there's somebody that was like incredible that the Chiefs let go, but who they drafted. Uh, Rodney I Hudson. Mean, Rodney if, Hudson if comes count, to mind. That would be a good uh, one. Rich Gannon? Yeah, I guess. Kind of Rich Gannon, sure. Uh, but that being said, top five Chiefs for draft picks ever. I'll let you go first. All right, so at number five, I'm going with Jamal Charles. This is a solid number five spot. Uh, Jamal Charles is the greatest running back that I've ever seen play for the Chiefs. Uh, I don't care if you think Priest Holmes is better. He had the best offensive line of all time. Jamal Charles ran with uh, garbage collectors and has the highest uh, yards per carry of all time in one of the longest careers. Did uh, he run with garbage collectors? Are you just coming up with that? Like, are, no, yeah, is that you're just equivalent to MJ played against plumbers? I don't know how you missed it. There was like little garbage cans on the field. Like, Could you imagine if Jamal Charles got to play with Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> it would be insane. But moving on. Number four, I got Will Shields. Uh, one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time, like I just talked about. Blocked for Priest Holmes and helped him uh, help those Chiefs in the era where we didn't really pass that much. But, I mean, and I say that, but, uh, I mean, I respect Trent Green. He had a... 6,600 uh, more yards than Tom Brady in his MVP season. Should not be overlooked. But yeah, Will Shields, one of the greatest uh, Chiefs players of all time, definitely deserves to be on this list. Number three, I got Tony Gonzalez. How can you not? Uh, you know, Tra- uh, Travis Kelsey is coming for that spot of, uh, you know, best Chiefs tight end of all time. I think there's still an argument to be made, but I still I do believe that uh, Travis Kelsey is edging out Tony Gonzalez right now. No, especially with the... He's especially not, in. But- He's uh, he's got a few more years. He's got to be oh, good until sure. he's forty, probably. 
For sure. I mean, he's got a lot of yards to make up on Tony Gonzalez, for right. sure. Yeah. But, the, I mean, in a lot of Chiefs fans' eyes, they're real pissed at what he said about going to Atlanta and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he kind of, uh, Tony Gonzalez died, for, died in a lot of the minds of the Chiefs fans because of that. Yeah, I mean, but what else did say? I hate being in Atlanta. Casey's my only home. So, I mean, I, I'm not in the Chiefs crowd. It's like, we hate Tony because he said he liked being in Atlanta. That's stupid. Anyway, moving on. Uh, number two, I actually have Patrick Mahomes at number two because uh, the greatest player of all time is at number one. So Patrick Mahomes at my number two spot, obviously an absolutely excellent draft pick so far for the Chiefs. Yeah, right, uh, of course. Highest played pair, player in the history of the NFL. And number one, if you're, a, if you're a Chiefs fan with a brain, this should be your number one pick, and that would be Derek Thomas, the great one. Uh, may he rest in peace. Yeah. But yeah, Derek Thomas might be the greatest player. I mean, I'll, I'll hear arguments from Mahomes right now, sure. But uh, Not Derek quite Thomas yeah. was probably the greatest player ever to put on a Chiefs uniform. Right. And uh, as I've, as we've talked about on the show before, when, when comparing Travis Kelsey and Tony Gonzalez, I saw Travis Kelsey in a lot of top five Chiefs draft picks ever list. And again, it was great to get him in the third round when they got him. And But I mean, Tony Gonzalez got drafted late too, I think. Yeah, he got uh, drafted 200 and – oh, no. No, sorry. that's No, I'm reading something different. Ignore that. Oh, no. He got, no, he got drafted in the first round. Ignore me. Uh, but <laughs> – and Travis Kelsey is second, third round? Third uh, round. Third round. Third is yeah, Kelsey's third. But Tony Gonzalez still has double the amount – or om- almost double the amount of yards that Travis Kelsey does. And yeah, Kelsey's got to tax some more yards on him for himself. Obviously, you take off – I think it's uh, about 4,000 4, yards for Tony G. 11,000 as a Chief. So Travis Kelsey is going to have to play probably six or seven more years with the Chiefs. And, you know, you hope that he keeps having 1,000-yard seasons. But the odds are those will run up, run out eventually, right? I mean, yeah, obviously, I mean, no tight end's ever had five. And no tight end has certainly ever had five in a row. So the idea is that those will eventually run out. Right, for sure. And, but if, if if you tell me right now... Owen, Travis Kelsey in six years is going to be Jason Witten. I, I press that button. I'll take that, dude. That's fine. Right. Right. And obviously, Travis Kelsey has already broken the record for the most thousand-yard seasons and most most thousand-yard seasons in the row. So it's tough. But yeah, but like, does he block though? I mean, I've heard that really matters. Right. I and you know, but obviously, uh, also Tony Gonzalez played in a different era of the NFL. So there's a lot of right, lot of different sure. stuff. Uh, Owen, this uh, my, my top five might be. Almost a little disappointing, honestly, for I think a lot of people. I think we have the same top four. <laughs> in order? Yeah, and I think, I well, I think it's, the thing about the Chiefs is, you know, they've won two Super Bowls. Right. So and, what are we going to do, pick the guys from the 60s? Right. And I mean, right, it's it's hard to do it. Yeah, he should have had offensive. Okay, Travis Kelsey should have had offensive player of the year last year. That's, that's fair. But... I don't. Sorry, I'm. I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading Wait, chat, who won offensive player of the year last year? Justin Herbert, right? No, 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 no. Uh, one of the quarterbacks, I assume. One of the. Uh... God, who did? Who won? Well, Aaron Rodgers won it. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Derrick Henry won it. Derrick Henry won offensive player of the year. Sorry, because he had he had over two thousand yards. And if you're a running back and you rush for over two thousand yards, you get offensive player of the year. It's how it works. Oh yeah, that's fair. Even that's though fair. Travis Kelsey broke broke the record for the most receiving yards by a tight end in the season. Uh, people don't give a shit about it enough, I guess, because who knows? I don't know. Stuff. Um, so my number five slot is the one slot that we have different. You put Jamal Charles in there, and I yep. think somebody that you could interchange with that is 
Eric Berry. I think Eric Berry is my number five. Obviously, I uh, beat Hod Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was a great safety, all pro, a lot of years. Uh, comeback player of the year. Uh, just a great, you know, uh, Jamal Charles rushed for, did he rush for 2,000 that one year? Did he ever, uh, you know, Jamal Charles rushed for 1,000 yards a lot and, you know, has uh, the highest average yards per carry ever of any running back with a minimum of whatever the status, whatever the minimum carries is. But, um, but Eric Berry's just so good, man. Eric Berry was so good. His story is so nice. He's mm -hmm. a true story of resilience and the and making a and just embodying what you want a Kansas City Chief to be. So I've got to put Eric Berry number uh, five on my list, but I think Jamal Charles. I'm not upset about Jamal Charles at number that number five either. Uh, number four, I have Will Shields. Obviously, you also had Will Shields at number four. Like we said, probably the best offensive lineman to ever play for the Chiefs, who was drafted by the Chiefs. Uh, you know, again, part of that line that blocked for Priest Holmes. You know, that crazy. Oh man, I know that there is a there is a nickname for him that I can't remember right now, but it was a it was just an incredible like the Great Wall of Kansas City or something like that. But it was yeah, they were insane. It was just it was a great it was a great offensive line that any deep, that any offense could have thrived behind. Again, if Patrick Mahomes has that offensive line, holy shit, I couldn't imagine. They've almost kind of rebuilt it in a way, but that's for people that are really high on Kyle Long. I'm waiting to see what we get from Kyle Long, but. I think Thuni, Orlando Brown, and Blythe is a great start. <laughs> yeah, and uh, with a you know a big question marks on LDT and Lucas Niang, but certainly some contribution possible for most. Well, and Kyle Long probably can fill one of those spots if they're bad. And the big question, I saw somebody post about this on Twitter, and this would be insane. But obviously, Mitchell Schwartz only had back surgery last year. So if he gets re-signed to a team-friendly deal... And you put him at the right tackle slot, you know, one of the top ten right tackles to ever play for the Chiefs. Probably top five. Probably top two. Uh, but, yeah, uh, this is a... Uh, I mean, and he loves KC. He's literally ushering people into KC, you know, talking to Kyle Long, offering to be with them. The dude loves KC. Right. I, I'm with you, True. I would not be shocked if we signed. Bear, Berg and Schmergen ask who, who we like at uh, right tackle. And I, I believe we're both on the Lucas Niang train train for now uh you know i'm fine with ldt if he wants to take it but uh i am on the lucas Niang hype train mm -hmm. uh i was really high on this guy I but it could TCU. be it could be rimmers it could be rimmers also though i saw some places saying that it'd be rimmers. you know and and people a lot of people hate rimmers for, for his performance at, at at tackle in the super bowl but he's not but he's a, not a, a left a, tackle a, he's a right he's tackle. not a left tackle he's a right tackle and he's a great right tackle right a super bowl winning right tackle if you'll remember right so well uh i'm fine with rimmers sliding in there right tackle well, Mitchell Schwartz played during the Super Bowl. But, yeah, but I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, so, yeah, Will Shields uh, at my number four slot. Number three slot is Tony Gonzalez. You know, what can be said? You know, obviously still the best tight end in Chiefs history, probably a top three tight end all time, you know, depending on how you rank Antonio yeah. Gates or Rob Gronkowski or Kellen Winslow and uh, or uh, oh Jason Witten, uh, Dallas Clark. You know, it depends on how you rank. Uh, not Dallas Clark, probably. But it depends on how you rank a lot of those guys there. Uh, mm -hmm. but I think t t Tony Gonzalez is probably a top three, but if anybody's going to knock him out, it will be Travis Kelsey. If, cause I think you're top, but, and I think we over, I think one of the most overrated tight ends, honestly, is Rob Gronkowski. Cause he caught and and what everybody will hold to is that he caught like the 17 touchdowns that one year, 
But other than that, if you look at Gronkowski's stats, they're just not that great. I mean, because he's been injured a bunch of times. Right, and, he, and but that's part of it. I mean, that's always part of it, is that we don't get the to say, well, you were great when you played. Right, the best of ability is availability for sure. It's it's five straight 1,000-yard seasons. That's that's impressive. That's more impressive than your 3,000-yard seasons because you because even if the other seasons you only got to play six games you know again that'd be like we could say we could say bo jackson was the best best nfl player to ever play the game but nobody says that because he can't because he played two seasons and he hurt himself right he probably would have been absolutely but yeah, he's not and, and rob gronkowski at the end of the day you don't just get to say well he got hurt a lot at the end of the day, he doesn't have the stats to back up being a, a top a top tight end. So and he's the same age as Travis Kelsey, and we're talking about Rob Gronkowski maybe playing right. one or two and more years. That is the crazy. And we're talking about right, and we're talking about Kelsey playing like six or seven more. Right, I always forget about that. Is that Travis Kelsey has dwarfed Rob Gronkowski, and they're the same age. And Gronkowski's got to play two or three more years. I just, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth. Stop fetishizing Rob Gronkowski. He's probably a top five. He's probably a top ten tight end all time. But he's not a top three. Top three is Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, and probably Kellen Winslow. I'd still put him probably over Jason Witten. But I, th I think Jason Witten probably also gets uh, overhyped and fetishized because he played yeah, for I, the Dallas I, Cowboys. I'm only here for this, the Antonio Gates respect. That's what, that's what I'm Antonio Gates is probably the GOAT, honestly. But that, which is feels weird to say because he was just never, in, he was never flashy he was never incredible but antonio gates probably the goat tony gonzalez i think is second i think kellen winslow's third yeah. uh so number three draft pick chiefs draft pick of all time is tony gonzalez number two is patrick Mahomes. i mean what more is there to say i think somebody posted all the stats you know 15 and like 15 and two in the playoffs or something not not in the playoffs but like 15 and two when ever like trailing by double digits or yeah, only lost only lost by double digits once and it was in the super bowl when he didn't have an offensive line uh mvp rookie of the year or no he would have won rookie of the year but instead he just went out and won mvp instead um just a lot of a lot of great things super bowl mvp what is there more to say about patrick mahomes patrick mahomes will probably become the best chiefs draft pick after by the end of his 10-year contract we can all hope we can all hope but yeah but as for the top draft pick in Kansas City Chiefs history, I got to agree with Owen. There is only one pick for it, and it is the former Derek Thomas. It's just hard not to. The latter. The late. The late, great Derek Thomas. I'm sorry. He's got to be He's your just, top you draft know. pick. He's just he – was, he was a different kind of defensive lineman. We lost him too soon. Uh, just in a tragic spot. I think a lot of Kansas City hearts broke. And obviously, we probably hold him in higher regard because he did die young and all that. But I don't really want to get into the philosophical debate of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I just wish I would have, you know, got to see him play. Really. I wish, yeah. right? I wish, I wish I would have. I wish he wouldn't have passed in in '99. You know, when we were two or whatever. You know, I wish he would have. I wish we would have been able. I wish we would have been on that '03 Chiefs team. Who knows? Right. You know, the team that lost in the no punt game. How much? How much different is that with Derek Thomas? But oh. obviously an older, a mid-30s Derek Thomas, but still something to be said. Uh, but yeah, that's my list. I think we have, again, me and Owen the same top four, but number five, Eric Berry. Number four, Will Shields. Number three, Tony Gonzalez. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. And number one, Derek Thomas. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I mean, that's you had Jamal Charles, number five. We had, we had four of the same picks for a reason, just because those are the picks to go for. So Right, I think it's all fairly widely accepted Chiefs stuff. Um. Yep. 
Owen, you want to do a little pop culture minute here? Yeah, so I'm going to do what was suggested of me and do my pop culture minute on uh, these Cars-themed Twitter accounts, oh my God. Uh, starting with the, oh my the, the Twitter Hudson. Oh, wait, so, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Sorry, wait, real quick. Before we before we do that, I can't forget to give the shout-outs. You can find more from Owen Dom at twitch.tv slash domination7. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-7. And Twitter, by the same name, Um uh, he streams sporadically, streaming more often. He's moving into his new place, right? True. Right. We're yeah, gonna start recording true. the podcast in person here in about two months, hopefully. Oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe start editing. Maybe you know we've got we've got some plans for the podcast that we're it, there's gonna be some interesting stuff that we can do once we're once we're in Stay the same tuned. city and stuff. So and especially once we get in, back into sports topics that everybody can talk about, we might we might hit we might be transforming the show just a bit here in a bit. But sorry, Owen. Oh, oh, no, sorry, and wait, no. I guess, sorry, and I'm twitch.tv slash Steam Machine, S-T-E-E-H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E, uh, Twitter by the same name. I'm still protected on Twitter, uh, but I'll accept your follow request. Um, but yeah, follow me on Twitch. I We do food podcasts on Monday nights here. We do this uh, sports podcast on Tuesday nights live. And uh, both those get uploaded to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you came in late or you're listening to this one and wanted to hear what we had to say about fast food we do a podcast called the grub buds it's uh, new fast food items and weird news and then friday saturday sunday we just do uh i just kind of do normal stream stuff oh i guess friday we do drinking games saturday we've been sure. working out and then sunday sure. has been a uh, just kind of a lazy relaxing sunday to avoid the sunday scaries all right now oh and you can do pop culture minutes sorry now that being said sure. let me sure. tell you about these dumbass twitter accounts uh so the first one is Doc Hudson, which is uh, D-O-C-H-U-D-S-O-N underscore. And uh, their pinned tweet is someone had tweeted, breaking news due to recent COVID-19 outbreak, Piston Cup has been canceled. And this is his pinned tweet, Doc Hudson's pinned tweet. And he says, just says, this is fucking bullshit. And it has freaking 1.4 million likes and 313,000 retweets. That is ridiculous. But the best part of this Twitter account is that for the most part, all of this dude's other tweets just say Doc Hudson. It's, it's, it's so stupid. It's incredible. And But the thing is, there's also... Right. This guy's got now you fall down the rabbit hole. Yes. It, yeah. gets, it gets worse. So there's... you. If you just look on any of the Doc Hudson tweets, there's different Cars-themed accounts. So there's Rusty and Dusty, which are, you know, the Rusty's guys, which uh, they're in there. Uh, Ramon is in there. Uh, just it's, it's a ridiculous rabbit hole of all these Cars-themed Twitter accounts that are just replying their names to Doc Hudson's tweet, which just says Doc Hudson. Um... Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And the only other one is uh, a reference to the uh, of the uh, the Capitol riot at the United States Capitol, and he and the tweet says, "There's only one guy I know who can protect the Capitol building, and it's the cop car from Cars." So, so Law and just order. go check out that Twitter account. It's pretty stupid, but it's it's a lot of good fun. Uh, nice. Uh, I guess and for for my pop culture minute. Uh, I guess I'm not talking about the Cars Twitter accounts. <laughs> no, but not that I was going to. Uh, I actually have a weird one. I, again, I uh, we don't get political here. Uh, I had a weird guy in the chat earlier asking about a bunch of weird questions about Derek Chauvin and LeBron and Luka Doncic. I, it was it was weird. He got he got timed out. I he hasn't messaged since. I was 
don't if you, if you do come for the podcast if you ever want to watch don't come into the chat and be weird all right that's that's it doesn't happen very often i think that's probably like the second or third guy i've ever had a timeout yeah. i don't think i've ever had to ban anybody but it's don't be weird you know and that guy was weird that don't 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 do all that don't come in here with that um but again we don't get very political but something i saw this weekend it was uh the oscars where that was this sunday uh first off <laughs> anthony hopkins winning best actor over chadwick boseman is insane <laughs> that was an insane pick by the academy absolutely kind of a travesty i i i watched all the movies um anthony hopkins would have been my second pick but you can't not give it to Chadwick Boseman. He was so good in Ma Rainey's. And, of course, with all everything he was fighting, he powered through and did all that and put on such a great performance. I can't believe they didn't give Best Actor to him. But uh, this has to do with everybody pushing the narrative that uh, it was uh, that people stopped watching award shows because they uh, got too political or something weird. But what I'll tell you is that I don't think people that really cared about how political award shows get were the people that we're watching award shows in the first place. I just, I just, what I will say is I don't think our generation gives a shit about award shows. And I guess that's yes. my point is that stop, stop claiming any dips in the ratings this year to whatever politics or whatever the hell is going on. Every sports, every sports thing has gone down in ratings because you have to watch them on cable or you have to buy these subscriptions or you have to do this and this and that and that. And our generation doesn't want to pay for cable anymore. We want you to put sure, it on streaming. Just... You want you to make it easier. Uh, to, to add on to your point here, did you see that uh, the Oscars averaged like uh, I think it was something like really low, like um, like right, it was forty one... million views or no, whatever? No, no, no. So, so that's what and that's what brought this all on is that everybody said it dropped. It had a dramatic drop in ratings. So, like the past like six years, it's been like twenty three mil viewership every year. Right. And this year it was under ten. Did all you see of a that sudden. the uh, the video game award show that was on the same weekend? got 60 to 70 million views really well yeah. i mean but how many average viewers did it have is the bigger oh question. i don't know i didn't views check that are, i just saw different viewers. yeah uh but well i'll tell you is just don't don't buy into the weird that weird narrative i just our oh, generation just doesn't yeah, nah. our, our generation doesn't give a shit about politics i mean it doesn't give a shit about award shows and we don't oh the yeah the vgas yeah 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 the video game awards but our generation just doesn't care about award shows, especially if you make it super hard to watch. Especially if you don't make if you don't make it available online to stream, like the video game awards. Those are probably online able to stream. You probably people were able to watch it on Twitch, I assume. I, I assume so, yeah. I or YouTube or something, you know. If but if but if the video games awards were on like G four and you had to buy a yeah a, a a cable subscription for it, nobody would have watched it. And people would have gone yeah, see enough. video games dropped because of. Uh, Oh, and the, yeah, they're on YouTube. Exactly. Yeah, there's so many ways to do it. And just our our generation, just anything that's on cable nowadays, if it's dropping, don't think it's because of politics. It's probably just because our generation doesn't give a shit about buying cable and we want you guys to make it easier for us to watch stuff or we just won't watch your sports or we won't watch your yep. award shows or we won't watch this and that. You know, yep. we don't go to the movies as often anymore because we'd rather stream it at home. We don't do this. We don't do that. We killed it. We don't buy houses. Houses don't get bought anymore. It's not because our generation. Yeah. Well, it's because our generation mm -hmm. is kind of poorer than you guys were, and we understand that housing isn't a good investment right now. Diamonds. Yeah, our generation doesn't buy diamonds. Our generation doesn't buy diamonds. Yeah, absolutely. So just stop. 
just you got to understand that, that we are a changing market balance stop attributing everything to politics sometimes it's just a changing demographic uh that was my that was my yeah and yeah and right and you could watch dom that's true every tuesday night why would you be watching cable they gotta exactly. pay for that's it what I'm this show is free baby i mean and if you link your amazon prime account with your twitch account you get something free called twitch prime twitch prime prime gaming you give us a no all right i won't exactly. give exactly i will go into the whole rant but what i will tell you is i am glad for everybody that did tune in on this glorious friday or tuesday night for free and i do appreciate everybody who's made it this far in the episode or if you're listening on spotify or twitch or if you chatted i appreciate all the chatters i appreciate having you guys to drive the conversation and you know we're we're looking at today we've almost had <laughs> somebody gifted a sub thank you but i looked at i looked at you know our numbers today and we've almost hit 300 streams on the on uh on just on spotify alone you know not nice. being able to check apple Podcasts and stuff and i really do appreciate everybody's tuning in and listening on spotify and apple Podcasts. i appreciate everybody sure, and so does owen absolutely 100%. Uh, i just i just talk so much more than he does uh but <laughs> and i don't and i don't and i don't give way to him a lot so we would like to say thank you and we would like to see you here next week for Dom That's True number 35. And, you know, maybe talk some more Royals, hopefully. Actually, we'll talk NFL draft. Never mind. All right, see you guys.